Oh, why watch that sneak peek? Oh boy, in this movie talk, we have two sneak peeks, too. Ooh, one, two, under. Wow. Uh, now, the first is the highly anticipated, I mean, I think that people are staying up at night waiting to see this. <laughs> it's Mary Poppins Returns. Ooh, she's back. She's back after how many years, who knows? Well, in the movie, decades. Right, right, right. This, right. this is directed by Rob Marshall. Yes, if you're thinking Chicago and so on, that's him. Mm-hmm. Screenplay by David McGee. It stars as Mary Poppins this time, the wonderful, the enchanting Emily Blunt. Yes. We have, yes, Hamilton's own Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Lynn Wishaw, Emily Mortimer, Julie Walters, a bunch of British people here. Dick Van Dyke is back? What? And Wait Angela a minute. Wait a minute. Angela Lansbury, Colin Firth, and Meryl Streep? Yes. Now, this is in theaters on December 19th, which you already knew. The question is, is this going to have any chance of helping us at least remember fondly the first movie and not look at this one and go... (laughs) (laughs) You know what, that's a good, that's a good and legitimate question. Well, first, before we get to that, let's go back to Mary Poppins. Now, if you haven't watched Mary Poppins, the question on everybody's minds is, do I have to go back and watch Mary Poppins in order to understand Mary Poppins or be prepared for Mary Poppins returns. Yeah. I'm going to say that's a yes, no question to answer. Like that's a yes, no answer. I'll say (laughs) why? Because I watched Mary Poppins several times as a child, a couple times as adult, but I have not recently watched Mary Poppins Mm -hmm. and I went into the theater and I knew enough, but there were gaps in which I was a little confused. Let's start with the premise. First, we have the the uh, Banks children. If you remember from the first Mary Poppins, we have Ben, or excuse me, Michael Banks and Jane Banks. Michael is living in the house that he once lived in before, and he's having some real financial troubles. I mean, it is bad. It's bad. And his sister Jane, played by Emily Mortimer, his sister Jane is, you know, there to help as best as he could because as best she can, because uh, Michael Banks's wife died. Oh, mm. left him with children, three to be exact. Three beautiful, wonderful, bright-eyed kids. It's around, you know, the, uh, the time in which family should be together. We'll just say that. And they're feeling the loss of their mother, of course. Well, with all this whirling about, the bank is knocking, literally, in this case, on Michael Banks' door saying, hey, we're gonna need this, we're gonna need this money, or you're going to have to figure out another place to live. What? They're gonna get kicked out of their homes? Mm. Oh my gosh. Now, he seems to think that there was some history that his father had with the bank saying, hey, we've got stock in this bank. Is there a possibility we can wager that stock against the house? Well, they say we'll produce the notice. So that's the gist of the, the of the story that gets Mary Poppins, yes, the one and only, to come back. Because the bank's children are in trouble. 
Mm. And of course, she is the nanny of all nannies. So she comes back and she teaches Michael and teaches Jane to believe again mm. in the eyes of the children, right? In the, in the children's eyes. Mm-hmm. She teaches them to believe again and also Jack who you may have remembered as a little boy from the first one, also is is in the mix. And that that's basically the gist. They're trying to save the house, trying to save the family, try to not let uh, adulthood take away their, you know, the innocence. That's mm-hmm. the gist. Now, the question is this. What you asked before, right? What you asked before, you said, is this going to be a big enough wink and nod towards Mary Poppins to wet our whistle uh, for those days of yore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. at least it's, are you going to watch this and not long for the original, you know? Oh, well, here's the deal. (laughs) It is Emily Blunt. She, she just feels very much like Mary Poppins, but there is a little knock that I have to do. I have to give. And I think the critics also are agreeing as well. She's amazing. Wonderful. They're singing and dancing, of course. And she does a wonderful job of singing. We've heard her sing, remember, in, Into the Woods? Yeah. Uh, we know that she can, you know, move about and dance. The question is, does she hold the spirit of Mary Poppins? And the answer is, she's her own Mary Poppins. This is not the former days of Mary Poppins where there's a twinkle and a charm. She comes across as a little more aloof and... Um, how shall I say, uh, you know, more of a governess, that kind of, uh, Mary Poppins rather than that twinkle wink and nod that we got from the original Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get a different kind of performance. Then you have Lin-Manuel, um, Miranda, who is... To be honest with you, he's in this movie a lot. And I think it's because of Hamilton. I mean, they gave Jack some serious plot twists and turns and, and, and he's there. And he's also bringing the cred of the musical theater world to this world. So he does a good job of, of singing. There's even a nod to a rap. A little bit like a like a speak sing kind of thing that he mm-hmm. does at one point. Of course, you've got uh, these children who are doing an absolute wonderful job. We've got Joel, Nathaniel, and Pixie who are doing beautiful work as children. We all love a good English children. And then we've got Meryl Streep showing up. And it's a one scene, kind of throwaway scene that we really didn't need. But it's Meryl Streep! She's singing. And it's, and it's fun. Um, and then, of course, I have to mention this, and we can move on. Mm-hmm. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. As you're going through the movie, and again, it's enjoyable. You don't really remember the songs. Like, there is not a song that I remember right now. Mm. You know, there's nothing that you'll remember going out of there, which I think is to its detriment. Yeah. But it's pleasant enough. But then you get to Dick Van Dyke. And there is not just, he's not just showing up, walking across the screen and sitting down. I mean, the man has a full number, a full (laughs) dancing, singing number. And he's well into his nineties. Yeah. And it's like, you go, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. Like, Is he in Chimneys again? (laughs) (laughs) No, quite the opposite. They gave him another, they gave him another, uh, uh, a different situation. We'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what it looks like. That's what 
the entire movie should have looked like. That energy, that sparkle, that, you know, the dancing and, and the, the wherewithal. It was just beautiful and wonderful and it came alive and it was toward the end and you're thinking, oh my gosh, where has this been? And then when you think you've had enough, you get Angela Lansbury. Hello. At the very end doing the end number. Mm. Sitting and still killing it. Like she sits on a bench <laughs> and sings and you go, oh, okay. So these other people are movie stars who can sing and dance. These are performers. Yeah. Really are seasoned. And you it's just it's just a huge whopping difference. So at the end of this review, do you or do you not see this in the theaters? Uh yes, why not? It's a great alternative to what's out there. And if you have to go with your kids, you'll be pleased enough. Mm-hmm. Um, is this going to be like, oh my gosh. I need to pop in Mary Poppins again because this is just as good. No, it is not. Uh, is it bad? Absolutely not. It's pleasant, but it is forgettable. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it is, again, open on December 19th. And look, it's going to be tough to do that when you have Julie Andrews really announcing herself to the film world after not being cast in the movie version of My Fair mm-hmm. Lady. That's right. And she said, you will respect my name. (laughs) (laughs) Put some respect on my name. There you Uh, go. Now, talk about respect. This is, uh, this next uh, movie is getting and gaining and has the respect of Hollywood. It's a little no-name kind of movie that is just sweeping across Hollywood. It's called Cold War. We both got a chance to see it. Um, You wait before I did. Uh, It is... A uh, Polish movie? I'm, I don't even know if it is a Polish movie, but it's in Polish. Yeah. Um, and it, it's by it's directed by um, Pavis Pavis Pavu. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Pavu. Uh, Pol- I don't know. Pavlots. I don't know. How do you say his name? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, oh, Pavu Pavlikovsky. Pavlikovsky. I do not speak near any of that language over there so i apologize no he directed it but he also did the story which when you you know start to go through it it's very original story he did the story and the screenplay along with uh javis uh uh um and some other people Mm -hmm. it has a cast unfortunately you don't know this cast for the most part unless you're well into that kind of world you have uh joanna uh Kulig and Thomas Cott, uh, or Tomas Cott, and they are kind of leading the cast. And everyone else is just sort of, you know, folks that we don't know. But <laughs> I have a feeling the critic's going to tell you uh, a little bit about this because I know for a fact he enjoyed this. Yeah. Now, look, like the ref said, we are in Poland, but it's 1949. We know what that means. And a group of people are traveling across the country recording folk music as sung by peasants. They want the real thing, right? But why? Well, they have a plan to bring that music and its related folk dances to the masses in Eastern Europe. It's a matter of pride. Hmm. Hmm. So after the recordings, three of the group's members, two males and a female, Take the reins from there. The female named Irena is in charge of the choreography, 
One of the males named Victor is in charge of the music, and the other male named Kazmarek takes care of the business responsibilities. Next, they hold auditions for performers, and one of the female performers stands out to Victor. <laughs> he says that she has something. Now, her name is Zula, and Irina doesn't see whatever Victor sees in Zula, but yeah. fine by her. Yeah, you know, she's like, whatever. After the auditions, they go through the rehearsal process. Then they have their first performance, which is a rousing success. And then they become popular, which brings them to the attention of the Stalin regime. Yeah. Oh, yikes. So what does the regime want? Well, they want the troupe to add patriotic songs to its repertoire. It doesn't matter that those songs don't fit in with the authentic folk music that has defined the troupe. What matters is how the regime looks, both at home and throughout the rest of Europe and eventually the world. This is a classic us versus them situation. But how will the three people in charge react to this request? Hmm. Well, Irina wants nothing to do with it. She's out. But Kazmarek is all for it. Victor is seemingly apathetic, but that's his default setting. Plus, at the moment, he's consumed by Zula. He's in love with her and she's in love with him, but can their relationship thrive in Poland? After all, she has a complicated past, <laughs> which affects her present, and he's under suspicion. So he decides that they should escape to Paris. They have the opportunity to do so, and they have the talent and skill to survive there, but can they pull it off? Is that really what's best for both of them? Is it as simple as that? Right? Well, we see the answers to those questions play out over a decade. And in the end, here's the question. Is this an ill-fated relationship or is there a sliver of hope? Ooh. Now, I'll just go right into my review, Ref, and then yes. you, can, you can clean me up. <laughs> now, for Pavel Pavlikovsky, once again, after his Academy Award-winning film, Ida, won Best Foreign Language Film in 2015. He proves that he and his cinematographer are masters of black and white cinematography. They get black and white, the shots are economical, and they have a cold beauty. Also, the camera moves only when it needs to. It always has some sort of purpose. Another positive here is the music. It adds a nice dimension to this deliberately paced romance. In addition, for English-speaking audiences, it's helpful that the dialogue is as economical as the camera work. You won't be too distracted by reading subtitles. Now, in regard to the acting, well, the actors fit Pavlikovsky's tableau perfectly. Plus, when it's time to go for it, they do. Oh, do I. As a result, there's appropriate humor along with some bold strokes that occasionally break up the laid back moments. However, toward the end of the film, you can feel that the pace isn't quite as deft as it was during the film's first half. That's my only knock. Even still, Pavlikovsky doesn't waste time getting to the conclusion, just what I thought, Ref, uh, now's the time to end. He did. Yeah. So overall, this film is a success. You can tell that Pavlikovsky has a connection to the story. It was inspired by his parents' relationship. And it'll stay with you after you leave the theater. Mm. I echo all of that. I think it's, I mean, people are going on and on about it. And yeah. 
it is definitely something that you have to sit down and watch. I will have to say this and I'm done. <laughs> the dance numbers. <laughs> oh, they're just so beautifully choreographed, beautifully done. The yeah. performances were really spot on. The singing was very interesting. So even if it's not your cup of tea, even if you're like, oh, I don't want to go see black and white. I don't want to read subtitles. I don't want to see a foreign film. If you like beautifully choreographed dancing and singing, it's not a musical. Just it, It's just during the performance scenes. I think this is a sure, sure hit. That is beautifully said. Yes. Well, now, there this you... is what? Oh. The 21st of December comes out? Yeah. Close yeah. us out. Okay. Well, everybody, you've heard it. You couldn't get two <laughs> more different movies, but both have music. <laughs> so remember, Mary Poppins returns yesterday back on December 19th. And of course, you have Cold War. Ooh, ooh, so cold on December 21st that are leave, leading us right into the holidays, right? Just a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> <laughs>